You're listening to TalkZone.com, Internet Talk Radio. TalkZone.com. This is InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's what's happening on this week's show. It's one of life's scary moments, an IRS audit of your tax return. Knowing what can trigger that audit can spare you some agony, and we'll tell you the facts. You know, you shouldn't be frightened of this idea that your return has to fit into a certain norm in order to be audit-proof, because nobody's return is ever audit-proof. Then, you're caught up in sudden disaster, like a plane crash. Survival's your first instinct. We'll talk to an expert for the secrets that could save your life. Turns out that you can really learn some things and flip the switch from inaction to action. And you can improve your chances of surviving and thriving in the face of just about anything. Those two stories, and a lot more, are heading your way on this week's edition of InfoTrack. The show gets underway right after this. InfoTrack, the weekly show with information you should know. Here's your host, Chris Whitting. There's an old saying, nothing's certain but death and taxes. And we all have to pay taxes. But adding insult to injury, the IRS just might select you for a tax audit. How can you avoid getting your tax return flagged for an audit? With the answers to that question, let's welcome Kelly Erb to InfoTrack. You're an attorney with the Erb Law Firm and an expert in tax law. You even did your law internship with the IRS. And you've identified 10 ways that we can avoid getting audited by the IRS. I don't know if we'll have time for all of those 10, but I'm wondering if you could share some of those with us. Yes. Well, the first one that is getting a lot of press these days is the idea that you shouldn't be too rich. There are a lot of programs that the IRS has started where they're targeting wealthy taxpayers. And by wealthy, I mean those people generally making over $200,000 or more. Statistically, you're actually six times more likely to be audited if you report more than a million dollars a year in income on your tax return than on um, someone who's reporting less than 200000 So the IRS is definitely looking at people who are reporting more income with a closer eye. Wouldn't that tend to discourage business owners, perhaps, from making as much money? You know what? I don't think that part is true. I think what it does is it's making business owners think about the way that they report things. I know a lot of people say that they feel like these are disincentives to make money. I think if you're entrepreneurial and you're going to make money, you're going to make money irrespective of what the tax rate that you're subject to is. But I think what will change is... I think it's making people change the way that they report and making them reconsider whether or not it makes sense to maybe incorporate their businesses. I think traditionally a lot of people, especially in service professions like accountants, lawyers, doctors, have tended to file with just a regular Schedule C, which can also be an audit flag. And I think as a result of increased scrutiny, these people may start thinking in terms of, you know, how can I rearrange my business affairs so as not to attract the attention of the IRS? And one of the ways to do that may be to incorporate your business outside of your personal life, and therefore you'd file a business tax return and a personal tax return and kind of hope for the best on both. You know, as we're talking about these ways to avoid a tax audit, you just told us don't be too rich, but I find it hard to believe another on your list is don't be too poor. Absolutely. Well, there's a couple of reasons for that one. 
The one that kind of piques the interest of the IRS on a fairly regular basis is this idea of the earned income tax credit, which is a refundable credit, meaning that you can get money back from the IRS even if you didn't put that much in. And it was meant to encourage low to middle income class taxpayers to work, to actually go out and get a job with this idea that we're going to give you something back if you find gainful employment. It has unfortunately turned into a source of abuse, and the IRS is very aware of this. They are definitely targeting folks who may inappropriately claim the credit. Also, along those lines, the IRS has noticed a trend, and and it's completely tied to the economy, in folks that are reporting very little income but significant expenses. And while you and I may understand that that makes sense in an era where times are tough and your expenses really aren't changing, even if your income picture does, the IRS looks at it as potentially abusive. And there was a case that made some waves recently where a woman actually was told by the IRS that she was too poor to raise her children on the amount of income that she was reporting, and that's why they flagged her for audit. And the IRS actually, unbeknownst, I think, to most taxpayers, does have little tables where they compare the expenses that you're claiming with what they consider to be the norm to live in the area where you reside. Obviously, that makes sense in terms of it may cost more to live in New York City than it does where I'm from originally, which is Hampstead, North Carolina. There's a whole difference in standard of living, but the IRS actually does look at where you live, how much you make, and how much you're spending, and they may decide that you're either understating your income or overstating your expenses. Our guest is Kelly Erb. She is an attorney and an expert in tax law, and we're talking about ways to avoid getting audited. I think most people assume that the IRS looks at your return and says, oh, you might be cheating here, and they are able to see all sorts of things in their data. Yeah, they can tell a lot about who you are based on the information that you're reporting because you're telling them what it is that you do for a living, how you spend your money, what kinds of things you value in terms of what kinds of charitable donations you make from year to year. So they have a picture of your spending habits. And one of the things that I always tell my taxpayers is that you don't want to be different. You know, we're always taught growing up that you want to stand out. But when it comes to the IRS, you don't want to stand out. You want to look like everybody else to the extent that you can because you don't want to be the one that makes the examiner kind of scratch their head and say, what's up with this guy? And all of this is really done by computer, I would assume. They have pretty sophisticated software that would analyze a return and spit it out if something's not right? Yes, absolutely. They actually have a formula. It's called the DIF, D-I-F, where they compare the norms with what you're reporting. And just because you may be different doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be pulled for an audit. But what they do is they look for patterns and things that don't make sense compared to either the norm or your own personal history. For example, if you're running a business and you're filing a Schedule C and every single year you claim a loss, the IRS looks at that and thinks, how is this person able to live if every single year they claim a loss? Would you say, Kelly, that the government is stepping up their audits because of the budget situation out there? Yes, very much so, because if you think about it in terms of how can we best get revenue, IRS has two choices. They can either try to close the tax gap, which is the idea that there's a certain amount of money that they believe is out there and should be paid versus how much they're actually collecting, or they can be hopeful that the rates get raised because, you know, IRS doesn't actually do that. Congress does that. When Congress is telling IRS that they want them to collect a certain amount of revenue and IRS goes back and says, then you're going to have to raise tax rates in an election year, you're not going to get those tax rates to go up. 
and revenue is significantly down. And so this is Congress's mandate, it's not IRS's, that they are telling them to go out and find the revenue. And they're actually ramping up collections agents, they're ramping up budgets, they're making efforts to collect more. Audit rates are increasing. You're much more likely to get audited now than you have been in the past. Any last words of advice for our listeners on how to avoid a tax audit or to just make their tax situation go really smoothly? I think, you know, you have to be smart and you have to be organized. But I do want to stress that you shouldn't try to rearrange your life around the fear of being audited. I think there is, you know, a lot to be said for being careful on your return and not being overzealous with respect to your deductions. But if you have odd expenses or things that are genuine expenses and they're legitimate deductions on your tax return, you know, you shouldn't be frightened of this idea that your return has to fit into a certain norm in order to be audit-proof because nobody's return is ever audit-proof. While there are triggers, there are also random audits, even though they are, you know, not as likely to happen as a flagged audit, but you still shouldn't live in fear of an audit. You should make smart choices. If you have questions that you can't answer, you should hire a tax pro or get free tax advice. Believe it or not, the IRS is willing to help. You can give them a call and they can help you out. The key is just to not be in fear of the IRS or the audit, but to make smart choices and to think about what it is that you're putting on the return and be a little thoughtful. And if it's not your thing, if you're scared to do it, to seek help. Tax expert and attorney Kelly Erb. Kelly, there are a couple of places to find you on the Internet. Could you tell us about those? Yes. I actually have a tax blog at www.taxgirl.com. And this tax season, I'm also writing for America Online's Wallet Pop, which is at WalletPop.com. Kelly, thanks so much for joining us on InfoTrack. Thanks very much for having me. I appreciate it. Next, could you survive a sudden disaster or deadly accident? Secrets that can keep you alive. Coming up. You're listening to InfoTrack. More after this. 